to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cami And Faith. All right, Faith, today we're going to talk about some basic biology and a way that an organism was recently discovered to deviate from what we learned in our high school biology classes. Ooh, I'm excited. What What is the previously conceived notion, I guess? Okay, so... How well do you remember learning about, like, mitosis and meiosis in high school or in, like, the earlier BMB classes in um, college? I remember that mitosis is for, like, all non-gamete cells, mm-hmm. and then meiosis is for gamete cells, and that's how um, organisms are, like, genetically diverse from their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and mitosis only has, like one separation instead of two like meiosis does it twice but like Mm -hmm. if you wanted if you needed me to answer the nitty-gritty I would not be able to No, that's that was actually like a really good introduction to kind of the basics so we're gonna talk a little bit about specifically do you remember what haploid and diploid cells are (sighs) yes isn't haploid they only have like one chromosome thing and then diploid is two yeah one set of chromosomes versus two sets of chromosomes so if you're diploid you have diploid organisms like humans Mm -hmm. have uh, chromosomes from two haploid okay gamete cells yeah two haploid gamete cells that fused during Mm -hmm. fertilization Mm -hmm. and so that's how you have a set of chromosomes from your mom and a set of chromosomes from your dad okay okay my genetics professor would be kind of disappointed in me that I didn't know haploid and diploid off the top of my head. Cause that's what, what are you talking about? You literally just gave me the definition. But, like, you know, I didn't have a, like, like, I mean, you answered, you answered correctly, so I, okay, would, I okay. would take the point if I were you. All right. Okay. So do you know any examples of organisms that don't follow the diploid form of uh, Um, reproduction. So that would be any organisms that reproduce asexually Mm -hmm. or like can reproduce asexually. So they reproduce by mitosis rather than meiosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think aphids are one of them. I think they can reproduce asexually. I'm actually not sure. I think you might be onto something there. Um, I actually was thinking about the haplodiploidy system in Hymenoptera. Oh, okay, yeah. in bees, you have the male, the sex determination Mm -hmm. system is that the males are haploid, Mm -hmm. so they are formed from unfertilized eggs, so they arise, yeah, they arise from a single haploid cell that never fuses to another cell. And then diploid are all female. Yes, so female bees have a dad. Okay. Male bees don't have a dad, basically. Fatherless behavior. I knew you were going to say fatherless <laughs> behavior. So that was basically what I knew as like a deviation from the typical model that we tend to learn in like high school biology. Mm-hmm. But actually this month, a new discovery was made in mm-hmm. a particular type of ant okay. that is even more different from how we've 
how, how we typically perceive um, reproductive biology. Okay, because I've heard of, like, some examples of, mm-hmm. like, weird reproductive systems in um, organisms like clownfish, mm-hmm. like how they can go from male to female. Um, I, I think so. I think that's true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm showing you a picture. Have you heard of okay. a yellow crazy ant? Like, don't no. Read, don't read that headline because it spoils my I'm not reading thing. the headline. <laughs> oh, they look cute, though. Yeah, um... They're, like, one of the world's worst invasive species, so... Why do all the invasive species look cute and pretty? Faith, can you remind the audience what an invasive species is? An invasive species is a species that's introduced to an area that it's not originally from. So a good example, if you remember from our last episode, is the spotted lanternfly, which is indigenous to... Oh my gosh. China and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But it's been moving to South Korea, Japan, and the United States. Mm-hmm. Throwback to last Friday. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for mm-hmm. reminding everybody of that. <laughs> um, the yellow crazy ant, uh, which has the scientific name of Anaplolepis gracilepis, also known mm-hmm. as the long legged ant. It is native to West Africa or Asia and has Mm -hmm. accidentally been introduced to numerous places across the tropics. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's invaded ecosystems in Hawaii and the Seychelles, and it has even formed super colonies on Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean. (laughs) Wait, first of all, Christmas Island... Second of all, super colonies. I'm showing Faith a picture right now of a super colony. It's basically a giant ant hill that yeah. has a large number of spatially separated but socially connected nests Ooh. of a single ant species. So it's kind of like if you think of a single ant hill or ant colony as mm-hmm. a house, Yeah, an ant super colony has this a bunch like an- of houses in a neighborhood. Okay, like this is like a... Large condominium complex. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that's actually quite a nice analogy. I like that. <laughs> I've introduced you to the organism in question. We've introduced the typical form of the biology system that we typically learn about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a chimera is? Why? I'm thinking of, what's that anime? Is it Full Metal Alchemist? Yes, that's what it is. With the spoiler alert, the dog and the, the dog and fused with the little girl. Okay. Nasty. So based on the image that you have in your mind of okay. two fused organisms, yeah. what can you infer that a chimera is in a scientific context? Mm. And then I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. I would maybe say like, like obviously two organisms of the same species species of the same species um fusing together to make a super organism like i'm thinking like a transformer i feel like that's very wrong but you know not quite but um (laughs) it's not a bad guess okay um you know based on that image where we have like a half girl half dog that's not what we're talking about today (laughs) a chimera is an organism that has two distinct genomes Within the same individual. Okay. So two sets of DNA in one individual. So that would be like if you had all of your mom's genes and all of your dad's genes, but in one person. 
kind of? Potentially. Okay, um, like if that was physically possible. So in humans, the way that a chimera mm-hmm. individual arises is when you have twins mm-hmm. uh, and one twin stops developing and the other absorbs it in utero. I have a fun piece of information for you. Oh. I'm one of those. Really? Yeah, or at least something similar because I absorbed my twin in the womb. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, well, then there's a good chance that you're a chimera. You might have two distinct genomes. If, if If it was a fraternal twin that you absorbed. I don't know if it was identical or fraternal. Yeah, it would be hard to know, but... In- interesting. I just know I ate a twin. Eh, it's just a bit of a lore. Mm-hmm. You were the superior twin, clearly. I am the superior <laughs> twin. That's why I'm so amazing. In summary of, you know, that concept, a chimera anyway. is one individual that mm-hmm. has two sets of DNA within their body. Okay. So, there's this is actually kind of like a popular thing to appear in like crime shows and are you gonna talk about an episode of the x-files not specifically i swear there's got to be an episode there's i think there be. is there's gotta be they but be- it's been five almost six years since i like originally watched it yeah. so i don't remember a specific episode i do know that there's like an episode of law and order like svu or something oh really where um well because if you have two distinct genomes mm-hmm. if you have two sets of DNA, and you commit oh. a crime, and you leave DNA behind. It'll show up as two people? Or, it, like, Yeah, it'll it could. show up as two people, or if only, like, one of... Because sometimes you'll have, like, different parts of your body will have, like... Like, different cells in your body have different, different. DNA in the nucleus. Okay. So, if, like, one piece of hair was okay. left at the crime scene. It could in it could implicate someone else because they're Yeah, and then they take another hair from you it's and different. it's a different Yeah. Oh, that's So cool. I feel like I remember seeing like a Law and Order episode like that. It's, yeah. I know that it's appeared in like different TV shows and also mm-hmm. another way that it's used as like kind of a trope in like sci-fi. Crime, well, crime or like drama media. Mhm. Um paternity tests. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so if you have two distinct genomes, yeah, then it might appear that uh, from a particular sample... I feel like I've seen an episode of Maury where, like... Of course the, you have. <laughs> where the husband, mm-hmm. like, takes the wife on there and is like, my wife is cheating on me because we did a paternity test on, like, the first son is his son. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they go do a test... Let me stand like... They do a test on their second kid, and it doesn't match the father. Mm-hmm. But then I think eventually they did enough digging because the wife is like, I didn't cheat on you, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it turned. I think it turned out that the dad is a chimera, so mm-hmm. genetically that second kid isn't his. Or maybe it was the woman. Okay, so one of the parents. Yeah. One of the parents has... Two sets of DNA, so it doesn't look like genetically it's their kid, but mm-hmm. you know it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it was interesting. I feel like I've seen an episode of that. Yeah. So you can imagine that this isn't a super common phenomenon. It's like no. a, definitely a deviation from the norm. Mm-hmm. But recently, um, it was it has been suggested 
mm-hmm. that chimerism is obligate in male yellow crazy ants. So obligate means that it's always present. So all males of the species have are, two sets of chromosomes. Yeah, they're chimeric. That can lead well, to Well, not two not two sets of chromosomes cuz that Sorry. would mean they're diploid. Yeah. Um, and they're not diploid. Two two genomes. Yes, two there genomes. We go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have two sets of DNA in each of them. <sighs> Just, what, are, what are your initial thoughts on this? The first word the first thing that comes to mind is like mm, genetic diversity. Mm. In what way? Just like, because um, normally when you have, like with uh, haploid gametes, mm-hmm. you only get so many, you can only have so many different combinations, but like if you do that again and double it, like instead of eight combinations, you would have 16. Yeah, maybe. Thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know exactly I, I, actually, how it works. I think, I think it would be more like like a, a squaring effect rather oh. than like a doubling effect. Okay. I don't know if that's exactly how it works. This is just no, kind of how we're like breaking just, it down. Just an image yeah. for you to like see the the magnitude of what we're kind of imagining in our heads. Yeah, that's cool though. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So, in most organisms, an individual arises as a single zygote formed by a fusion of two haploid gametes. Mm-hmm. Like we've already talked about, social insects are an exception where males are haploid and females are diploid. Is this all insects? Social insects. Social insects, okay. I only know of it being the case in Hymenoptera. Okay. I'm not I'm not confident in saying all social insects oh, actually. Yeah, I have no clue. How did we figure this out? The researchers who were working with the yellow crazy ants noticed that there were some things that couldn't be described by the typical haplodiploid reproductive Okay. Concept, I was going to ask, like, what led um, something that the researchers mm-hmm. could observe, like, in the actual colony to them thinking, oh, this is something genetic going on. Yeah, so it's not necessarily something they observed while watching the colony. It's okay. something that they observed while doing genetic tests on oh, these okay. ants. Okay. They found while doing mother-daughter analyses that queens and workers develop from two divergent lineages. Okay. And so they hypothesized that that's how the sex determination works Mm -hmm. for this particular species of ant. So we've got what they've called two different lineages of sperm for Mm -hmm. the ant. So there's our sperm, like the letter R, not our. Yeah. Um, R standing for reproductive queen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then W sperm, which stands for worker. Mm-hmm. So they hypothesized that a queen is born when the R lineage fertilizes an egg. Okay. And a worker is born when a W sperm fertilizes an egg. Um, if this were true, would the proportion of like W sperm compared to R sperm fertilizations be way higher because I would think you'd have more workers than reproductive queens. I think the paper talked a little bit about that. I can go back and check and see if they reported okay. exact proportions. Yeah. But of like what um, they expected. Yeah, I'm not confident in giving you an answer without going back and looking at the paper because I don't want to misrepresent it. That's fine. I'm yeah. just curious. Okay. So mm-hmm. of these two different lineages. Mm-hmm. 
they looked at 16 different loci. Do you mm-hmm. know what those are? Um, that's like where genes are on the chromosome, right? Yeah, different okay. different points on the gene. Yeah. So they looked at 16 of them. Okay. And compared them between the queens and the workers. Mm-hmm. And in 12 of the 16, mm-hmm. they had no shared alleles. So none of the none of the genes were the same there. And at okay. the four that did have shared alleles, there were significant differences mm-hmm. between them. Okay. So then they looked at the males mm-hmm. and saw that males had alleles from both the R and the W lineage. Mm-hmm. And so they were thinking, okay, maybe this is an exception where the males are diploid. But mm-hmm. in this species... If a diploid male occurs, that diploid male is going to be sterile. So it cannot okay. fertilize eggs. It cannot produce offspring. And that was not the case here. Um, and I think that kind of concept is true um, in other organisms. Like if normally organisms are haploid and then there's one that's diploid, normally that diploid is going to be uh, sterile, I believe. That's just what I can yeah, remember from my genetics class. I think so. Don't quote me on mm-hmm. it, but um, in humans, problems can arise, like, when there's, like, not proper, like, separation. So yeah, someone when there's ent- improper separation during yeah. meiosis, when there's the formation of the gametes, the yeah. sex cells. If that happens, you can have an incorrect number of chromosomes. Which can lead to uh, different genetic yeah. diseases and also... I think the being, most famous would be Down syndrome is caused yeah. by um, an extra chromosome, I believe. I believe. And then I think also cry of the cat syndrome. Oh, Cle- shot. A piece of chromosome 5 is missing in this particular... Okay, so, techni- so technically not enough chromosome. And then I think also... Like, if you have too many chromosomes, that can lead to being sterile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, there's, like, this crazy, like, one-off line in one of the Twilight books. It's like, oh, yeah, vampires have, like, extra chromosomes and so do werewolves. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, when you get uh, yossified and turned into a vampire. You get... Too you, many chromosomes. You get extra chromosomes or something. It doesn't make right. any sense. And it's I like got a, one line. It's I got weird. a few questions for Bella then. Because yeah. how can her and Edward have a biological child? That's a good question that we've all been trying to answer for yeah. almost a decade now. Someone didn't check their science. Actually, more than a decade. More than a decade? I have no clue. I think Breaking Dawn Part 2, like, the movie came out in, like, 2012 or something. I've never seen or read any of the Twilight books. You, you would like them. Really? I think you would. Ugh, they seem so no, cheesy. Guilty, yeah, Guilty Pleasure. They're fun. Mm. They're problematic, but fun. <laughs> problematic, but fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get back on track yeah. with uh, our crazy, our yellow crazy ants. Mm-hmm. The males have alleles from... Both different lineages, mm-hmm. um, but diploid males would be sterile, so it couldn't be explained by the males being diploid. Mm-hmm. So they took they they killed a bunch of males, and <gasps> that's that's how a lot of entomology re- research know, works. I hate to I break know. it to you, um, but they used PCR, uh, the polymerase chain reaction, Ooh. to test the percentage of R and W DNA in different body parts. So basically, they would take like an antenna or a leg and grind it up and extract the DNA from that particular body part. And then see if R and W are like in the same 
proportions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can actually, there's an interesting figure in the paper. Um, Ooh, I love fun figures. Yeah, let me pull that up for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You so can see, like. In the, in the picture, um, there's a bunch of different images of the ants. And in purple, it shows the percentage of R DNA, and in green, the percentage of W DNA. Yeah. So it's they've weird. got them split up kind of by like the percentage of mm-hmm. each in the in gametes different. of yeah. that particular ant. So here it's got like, oh, in the front oh, the right even, antenna, it's almost entirely R DNA. In the front left, it's almost entirely W. They even tested the different sperm from yes. the ants. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they tested uh, R DNA in somatic tissues and sperm. Mm hmm. I also, this is my, hmm. my manners. I forgot to say the name of the paper. So the, this paper was um, published in uh, Evolutionary Biology. Um, it's by uh, Daris et al. Um, Obligate Chimerism in Male Yellow Crazy Ants. So I apologize. That's fine. Um, it came out on April 7th. Oh, okay. This year. Very so recent. Very, yeah, very recent. They just updated the Wikipedia to reflect this discovery. Nice. Yes. Yeah, what a cool... And they don't seem to be... Like, there's not a huge pattern in between the different ants, I would Yeah, the distribution of where each uh, different lineage Mm -hmm. was found varies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so you could take an antennae from one ant... And a leg from the same ant. And, and those, not the same. Yeah, it would be different. Cool. Mm-hmm. What about between ants? Like if you tested an antennae from ant A and an antennae from ant B. So could you, it be could, completely you could different? find you could find R lineage or W lineage mm-hmm. DNA in either of them. But obviously these ants are not going to be gen- genetically identical. No. So there are going to be differences. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to kind of the conclusion here, which is the way that they believe that um, sex determination works when taking the obligate chimerism Mm -hmm. of male yellow crazy ants Mm -hmm. into effect. So here's your options. If you have R sperm and an R egg. So Mm -hmm. all of the the eggs are um, labeled as R. Okay. Because, you know, they're... Yeah. yeah. If you have R sperm and an R egg, it's going to become a diploid RR Mm -hmm. queen. Okay. So if you have two R's together, it's a queen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's happening where there's the correct fusion. She's diploid. She's got, like, the... Do you remember, like, um, in... Like, high school biology, they have, like, mm-hmm. the 4N to 2N to N yeah. to show, like, whether a cell is haploid, diploid, and how many cells there are. Yeah, I think it's, like, 1N is haploid, mm-hmm. 2N is diploid, yep. and then 4N is, like, it is whatever. when it, like, splits a bunch of times or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got, these ones are 2N. Mm-hmm. The queens are, are, they're considered pure lineage. Um, and they come from an egg fertilized by R sperm. Mm-hmm. You can also have an R egg and W sperm. And then these fuse mm-hmm. to form a diploid 2N 
RW worker. Okay. So you have... So she's still female. You have normal reproductive queens, normal reproductive workers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the third option, Mm -hmm. you can have R egg, W sperm, and... Then instead of uh, syngamy, where there's the fusion of the two cells, mm-hmm. you have chimerism. Mm-hmm. So actually, the way that it was represented, instead of being 2N or just N, mm-hmm. it was NN. Okay. So you've, like, the cells kind of, like, split and then fuse to make a single haploid cell. Oh, okay. And that gets you a male chimera. So all the males are chimera for this species. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about this because it's a really recent development, mm-hmm. and it's an exception in what we typically learn about reproduction in standard biology. Um, and so that's kind of made me think of um, when I took AP Bio, mm-hmm. my uh, high school AP Bio teacher, Miss Eastman, Whenever you'd ask her a question like, oh, does this always happen? She'd be like, oh, I don't want to say always, but yes. (laughs) There's always exceptions in biology. So we're going to teach you the rule of how most of these things, uh, most of these things occur when Mm -hmm. everything goes right. And then you can later on be able to understand like how things deviate. Mm -hmm. So I thought that this was a really cool Example of that. That is a cool one. Yeah, and I was thinking about, like, oh, how would, like, this information be applied? And I was Mm -hmm. thinking maybe, like, in terms of pesticide or, like, pest control. Yeah. Because this is such a major invasive species, Mm -hmm. maybe um, in order to make, like, a more specific uh, pesticide that's not going to affect other organisms, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps we could target... The W lineage mm-hmm. instead of trying to be more broad. Okay. Because that is kind of like sterile insect technique, which I'm going to do an episode on eventually. Ooh, but cool. basically, you're not going to have any more queens in the next generation if we targeted W lineage sperm. So all of the ants would die within a generation because they don't have a queen to lay the next one. Pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that's at all feasible. I don't know if that's something that we could do with pesticides. But mm-hmm. that was something that like kind of came to mind. Is like, hmm, how could we apply this information? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have for you today about obligate chimerism in yellow crazy ants. Um, I feel like I did really well in my presentation that I did in my class. My professor said so himself. So Ooh. if you get complimented by the professor, you did well. Yeah, he thought, he said that he liked that I started with a joke, and I was like, what joke? And I remember that he laughed when I said uh, yellow crazy ants. I was like, oh, that's not a joke. That's like the name of the species. <laughs> but I'll take it. I needed those 10 extra credit points from doing my presentation, mm-hmm. so. Yes. Extra credit. Mm-hmm. And all of our listeners get extra credit for staying to the end. Yes, absolutely. All right, thank Bless you. you. Bye. Bye. Why did I wave? They can't see me.